1: friends, happy holiday eve. Welcome in. It's the PHNX Cardinals podcast, your premier Arizona Cardinal podcast. Like and subscribe. Leave us a five star wherever you get your programming. Johnny Venerable, Bo Brock, perfect season for giving. We love to give takes. We love to give merch. Check us out. Go We've got our Black Friday sale at the Merchandise Locker. Talk more about that as the show progresses. Become a diehard 20% off free shipping All the good stuff. We've got the goods today, Brock. As it relates to this team, you were out at the practice field. And I think perfect place to start. You know, I wore my black T-shirt, back in black for the Redbirds. You love to see it.
2: That's right. For the second time this season, I think the last time they get to wear them this season, the black alternate uniforms, black helmet, black uniform, murdered out, uh combination this weekend for kyler murray and crew he told me today in the press conference it's his favorite combo it was his favorite combo even before once they rolled out the black helmets last season and he's he's a big fan of it he's bruce wayne in the batmobile asking if it comes in black to morgan freeman's character yep
1: absolutely uh we're going to talk about that duo of kyler murray and hollywood brown really over the course of the next six weeks and very relevant now as we, we look ahead to this Sunday, but we also look ahead to this offseason. We're going to talk about some potential cap casualties that could sure. make things difficult for Monty Austin Ford this offseason. I do want to start today as we talk about the combination back in black for Hollywood Brown and Kyler Murray. know, Hollywood Brown is topic of discussion for the lack of his production. I think fairly unfairly, it's a slow news week. And a piece came out from Bob McManaman at Arizona Sports, or Arizona Republic, I should say. Yeah. Um, your uh, media peer uh, basically said, we he, he talked to Hollywood Brown, and Hollywood Brown wants to come back, and quote-unquote, they've had positive talks with the Cardinals about doing so. And I just, I'm not going to say that, you know, that's not accurate, but I do think that, you know, go read the article for yourself. It's a really good article put together by Bob I feel like right now they're in the middle of the season and the production's not there. And I think a lot of this is left up to interpretation, Bo, am I wrong?
2: No, you're not wrong. I think that there's still a long way to go, you know, from Hollywood Brown. I mean, this is a quote from the source, right. As far as the wide receiver himself, that he feels like communication is is good between him and the organization. and, And it's a place that he wants to be. And I feel like he's, he's, he's communicated that already. But you know, this is this is a conversation that Hollywood Brown had. You know, he was hyping up at the time, taking questions mostly regarding Kyler Murray's return to the playing field. This is when mm-hmm. this conversation ha- happened. Um, and you know, since then we've had two pretty unproductive performances from Hollywood Brown. And I think you know we knew that Hollywood Brown was team, It was a player that was coveted by some teams around the league around the trade deadline, right? Yeah. And the Arizona Cardinals, they they took the phone calls, but they never really entertained it. They, they were never going to entertain trading Hollywood Brown. I mean, this is to the, the the most extent was they got a call. They didn't know what it was about. said, hey, I want Hollywood Brown. They said, we're keeping Hollywood Brown for the most part. I'm, I'm paraphrasing, completely speculating for the most part. But from what you have sourced, Johnny, is – they just they wanted to see how Hollywood Brown look in a contract year with his franchise quarterback in this offense, and they wanted to see it you know play out on grass. And I don't think it's it's even come close to what they envisioned so far. But a long way to go. But to sit here and say hey, it's almost a slam dunk. They're at the goal line as far as negotiations. I think that that's that's a bit uh, that's pretty far from the truth. Yeah,
1: I think it's tough because Cardinal fans so often we have. I want to say like low self-esteem, but like we want players that want to be here, right? We want players that are bought in. We like Hollywood Brown the person. We we liked, I think, for the most part, the acquisition. I know you and I did doing our live draft show two years ago. Like, that's yeah, a nice move for the Cardinals. It just hasn't produced in terms of the on-the-field production that warranted a first-round pick. But when you hear Hollywood Brown quote in the article from McManaman say, I want to be in Arizona, the feel from it is they want me here. Uh, I leave that to my agent. He did. He did say that the agent and Austin Ford have had good conversations. Like, what does that look like? Because you know, I've got a piece dropping Friday, Johnny, on the spot here at PHNX Sports on on YouTube. Like, the Cardinals will bring back Hollywood Brown at their price with on their demands, their terms, guaranteed money. You want Hollywood Brown on your team? Absolutely. We've been talking about that at at nauseum for two weeks you're going to pay Hollywood Brown $20 million to, to put up 700 yards. And I I'm probably sure I definitely am short changing him because of the fact Tyler Murray has not played this year. Like you have to grade a little bit on the curve and you've seen mm-hmm. that with Joshua Dobbs overthrowing him, but like he needs 600 yards over the next six games. He needs to average about a hundred yards per game to, to hit the century mark this year. I'm going to tell you right now, look around the NFL. There are quarterbacks and receiver combos that are, I think, on par with what Hollywood has had to deal with that are going to go over a thousand yards. Like Mike Evans has been going over a thousand, that's a number one receiver, going over a yeah. thousand yards every yeah. year with, you know, Jameis and of course now Baker Mayfield. I mean, like, not everybody is Zach Wilson. It, it's just typically if you're a number one receiver, you put up the numbers. We used the explanation in the example yesterday. Larry Fitzgerald got those numbers. Yeah. Get it? Like it's unfair fair to say, well, Hollywood Brown needs to be in that. You traded a first round pick for him. That that's the category then you had an assumption of if you were Steve Kime. And now Monty Osford has to make a what I think is going to be a very difficult and potentially unpopular decision because I see a lot of this on Twitter. Well, you got to get Marvin Harrison Jr. to go with Hollywood Brown and Michael Wilson. Well, who's playing, like you mentioned? Who's playing slot in that scenario? Marvin Harrison Jr. sure the fuck ain't playing slot. <laughs> and Michael, Michael, Wilson's an outside receiver. You're right. Put Brown in the slot for the first time in his career, you're going to pay $20 million for a slot receiver. Like, this isn't fantasy football. At the end of the day, it's like, you have a receiver on your roster right now who is well-liked, who's a good player, but at the same time, the numbers are what the numbers are. This is a production business. This is not an Austin Ford, more than anything. A very shrewd negotiator can come off as very light and personable because he is a good guy, but we all, shit, man, we saw those those draft highlights behind the scenes. You think this guy's going to be taken to town on on a contract for Hollywood Brown? Of course not. If I had to guess right now, and again, we're having this conversation in November. We're going to have it 10 more times up until March. I think the Cardinals go to Hollywood Brown and say, here's a one to two year deal, very little guaranteed money. And he will know that, okay, I can take this. I can prove myself. But think about that. If he takes a prove it deal, he's one year older, hitting the free agency market next year. He's not going to try to hit the free agency market again when he's 30. I, I think this is much to do about Nothing. He could change the narrative over the next six weeks. Do I think that's going to happen? No, I think this is what the Cardinals got in 2023 from Hollywood Brown.
2: I mean, maybe we could start to look at teams that would view Hollywood Brown is uh, valuable on the free agent market, because I think like D hop last year, you anticipate a market, right. And then the floor collapses from beneath him. Right. And and we'll see, you know, who could be some potential fits here, but you know, I'm looking at this. I think you posted on Twitter earlier this week, and I, I nearly vomited um when I saw the production or lack thereof from yeah. their receiving game this year. Like you got guys, Marquise Brown, Hollywood Brown is leading the team in with four hundred and eighty-six yards receiving this season. <laughs> Trey McBride behind him at four sixty one and then Michael Wilson at four thirty-five. And he's played in you know, two less games and likely to be three less games come this week because Michael Wilson wasn't back out there on the practice field again today. Look at the targets on that, too. The boy. targets are – that's the that's the most eye-popping thing. As far as opportunity, Hollywood Brown's gotten quite a bit out of it. And, and one's going to command uh, – have to be negotiated with while another guy's locked in as a third-round pick and, and Michael Wilson. So if he's not – he's not showing any, like – above average production to merit the deal. What's the point of giving him a deal? What, what is the point of giving him the deal? Like I, I just don't at, at, at this juncture, I think it's a wait and see and then it, you got to start to weigh the options as far as is he what's he worth? What's he worth as far as what he's produced so far because it's not sample size any longer. No, You know, it, it's great that he wants to be here. And it's great that the the organization I know Jonathan Gannon really views Hollywood Brown as somebody that can cause a conflict for an opposing defense as far as what he brings. But as far as what he's consistently producing, that's what's going to be evaluated come free agency. And I, and I don't anticipate a deal happening between now and then either. Like, you no. that, that's why I think it, it's a little misleading to to say, hey, like this is where they are. You're right. I mean, 86 targets for 486 yards. That 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 doesn't matter. That doesn't scream to me. Hey, you need to be making 20 million dollars a season. It's going to be 27 next year. These are his prime earning years. The next three
1: years, we we've seen what happened to players, especially players that are overly reliant on speed. Bow. He is not a possession receiver. He is not a. Uh, he's a receiver that needs his separation. Right it's not a Keenan allen s type of player that I think is going to age well respectfully Hollywood Brown into his 30s so if you're Hollywood Brown and 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 you're his agent and there are going to be teams that maybe potentially view him in a better you know standing for their offense than the Cardinals he is going to explore more money elsewhere like I this this is all well and good right now and you want good vibes and there's good vibes despite the loss last week around this team we mm-hmm. sat on the postgame show up at MGM last weekend and just where is Hollywood Brown at you cannot turn around. This this article just seems really untimely given the fact that Hollywood Brown has been so ineffective to I mean, this at the end, I don't care if you're you're open and we're not getting you the football. Like you have to force the issue as the number one receiver. Yeah. Like that that that's the NFL. This isn't yeah. high school football where like I could be a division one prospect and you know, I got Johnny Venerable trying to throw me the football. It's like this <laughs> this is the NFL. Guys who are elite get open, produce, score touchdowns. Yeah. He has zero hundred yard games this year, guys. He hasn't eclipsed fifty yards, fifty yards in, since week five.
2: I mean, think didn't about have fifty that. yards in the last two weeks combined, and he's got nine targets. And we're and, talking and this about isn't, this isn't pile on Hollywood time either. But, no, but you know, it's I, I think that, and, and you know, obviously as far as football goes, there's there's a lot there's a story that can be told beyond the numbers. And and look, I I there's only one direction to really go from here for Hollywood Brown, and I, and I highly anticipate it. You know, going. Uh, in and trending in, in a lot more positive. It can't get any direction. worse. I mean no,
1: outside of not playing, can't. it can't get any worse right now. But like this is,
2: this was as I said, this is a conversation uh you know th- that the author, the reporter Bob McMahon, he talked to Hollywood Brown two weeks ago. It's, it's 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 to your point, like probably poor timing because it's it's almost like if you know somebody from Kansas City had a good write-up on how Marquez Valdez Scantling is one of the, Patrick <laughs> most reliable receiver, and then it 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 they they schedule it to print on Tuesday morning after he dropped the big big go-ahead <laughs> touchdown. A, like that's very tough, that's what it is
1: on Zach Wilson two weeks ago <laughs> after he won thirteen to ten and now right. he's benched subsequently. It uh, for fire gut driving that damn bus, which remains the best avatar title on here. It was the 50-50 ball last week that went for an INT that did it for me. And, like, here's what I'll say about that. Is it 100% his fault? Probably not. No. Do you want a receiver that can actually have the physical tools to go up and tr- at least try to, if not catch the ball, break it up? Like, how many t- how many times did Fitz break up interceptions from John Skelton and, jo- you know, uh, Kevin Cobb and company? He did it all the time, Max Hall. Like, and again, I'm not saying you have to be Larry Fitzgerald, but we- we've seen this. this <laughs> offense needs big physical receivers. This is not a, like unless you're playing big like Greg Dorch and you Mm -hmm. want more targets and we've beaten that horse. It's like, if, if you're an outside receiver in this offense in, in the year of our football Lords, 2024 next year, you Mm -hmm. need to be over six feet. That's a, that's a non-negotiable. I'm sorry with what they want to do. This is not mountain West, big 12, spread them out football where, you know, we can kind of run and gun and do what we want to do. And you got me covering you, you know, Panera bread state or whatever. This is the NFL. Have you seen the corners for Seattle? They're huge. Hey, like, Hollywood Brown, he's having trouble getting open. Like, he is open. We're missing him. Dobbs is missing him. Kyler missed him once upon a time. Most of the time, though, I mean, like, if if, if Trey McBride's getting these targets and Michael Wilson, it's because Hollywood's not open. He's probably the first option on a lot of these reads. And so they're going through their progressions, and he's not there. So it, at the end of the day, you have to add, and we're going to go through the the cap casualties potentially at the end of the show, have got a mm-hmm. graphic made up. If you're Austin Ford and company, are you tying yourself to these guys that I'm sorry, are not producing to the, to the level it's going to warrant to pay them. Are you going to tie yourself to these guys or are you going to take your $80 million and your 13 draft picks and carve out your niche? Because you have to turn around and look at Michael Bidwell. If you give Hollywood Brown $17 million and Michael Bidwell's like, well, what's what's happening here? Those are, those are real conversations. Or you yeah. can say, I'm paying X receiver no money. And I, he's getting a thousand yards for us, Michael. Give me an extension. It's at the it's the conversation we've had about Kyler Murray for six months. They have to be sure that he's their guy, and I think that they are to commit $52 million, et cetera. That's compounded, I, I think, much more difficult because of the fact that the money's guaranteed. Like that they have a decision there. Hollywood Brown's a free agent. He's an yeah. outright free agent. They have they literally have to do nothing if they don't want to. And it doesn't affect them at all outside of maybe getting a comp pick for him. It's, I, I I'm not going to call it right now and say, he's not going to be back. But if you ask me today where I'm leaning, I'm leaning toward, he's not returning. Yeah. This year.
2: You guys are crushing in the chat. Give yourself a like on this video just for how you're crushing it. Uh, I think people said I I'm as a reliable trying to catch passes right now from Kyler Murray as, as Hollywood Brown is, as I, uh, unfortunately couldn't come up with my one opportunity Uh while well, I had my cell phone to my ear. I'll maintain that. I was not in a good position to make a play on that ball. Um, pick and spreads, obviously a very knowledgeable, loyal viewer, listener. We appreciate you picking spreads. Brown has slot experience at college. Um, he did play somewhat in amount last year in Cliff's offense. Hollywood is a hundred percent a play in the slot. And like, that's, that's where I think a guy like Christian Kirk was able to thrive. Right. And, and could he be, could he go elsewhere where the team has a luxury that's not that is a little further down the line and is just looking to to really bolster their wide receiver core and and could put a guy like Hollywood Brown in the slot? Absolutely. And pick and spreads pointing out like the trio of Michael Wilson and and, and uh, Marvin Harrison Jr. and Hollywood Brown. That's a very appealing wide receiver. True, absolutely. But at what price? And and when you look at this at this roster, it's like the risk reward, the weighing of the options. Is it worth the price? Like the Shaq Leonard discussion we had yesterday, like would Shaq Leonard today immediately give the Cardinals, uh would it make them a better roster than they were tomorrow? Yes. But at $6.1 million that you've been, you know, trying to save and roll over from 2023 to 2024 in the off season, like Monty Osport's just not going to do. It doesn't make sense financially cap wise for this organization. So they're going to have to find a number that makes sense. So if Hollywood Brown is going to be your primary slot receiver, which is a a big role, but it's not wide receiver one. It's not the X receiver that, that you, that this, this offense kind of thrives through, then it's, it's not worth breaking the bank over relative to the salary cap pick and spreads saying, having a burner
1: to a team adds value. No matter the scheme is Hollywood Brown, a burner. Cause I would beg to differ like the last three years, he's been about 11 yards per catch. That's who he is in the NFL. He had one year in Baltimore. He was at like 13.7. I mean, like I, I think he was a burner at times in Baltimore and certainly at Oklahoma, but in the NFL, like I, I, I get it. They've missed him a couple times, but for the most part, like think about this, Michael Wilson, who's played less time. Who's a rookie has almost five yards more per catch Than Hollywood Brown. Is Michael Wilson a burner? Hollywood Brown's averaging about 10 yards per catch. Michael Wilson's at 15.5 with about half the targets as a rookie receiver. I mean, like, and and he's cheap. If I'm, if I'm on the answer for him, just like, I'll just go do that again. Like, if I, I can get a receiver in the first round, it's a, the more we do homework on this class and we've got a draft video dropping tomorrow, it is an elite receiver class, elite. And the Cardinals have two first round picks of the position, right? And the Cardinals have shown you now we can add receivers in the middle rounds to supplement. Like I, I just I don't think that they have a ton of patience and willingness to give out big right. money deals. At the end of the day, if he comes to them and says I want to be on the team, what can we do to make that happen? I think that they can come to an agreement on a one to two year deal max, one year deal with all the guarantees, and then maybe a team option for year two. Right. But like they're not. I I hate to say this because I like the person and I like the player. Like they're not beholden to Hollywood. Like I don't, I don't know what negotiation power he has. The Cardinals have all the power. They have all the money. They have all the draft picks. They've got the cachet, the rookie class hit. Only Steve Keim would be put over a barrel because his, everybody knew he couldn't draft well. So it's like I got to overpay guys in free agency. I have to beg on my knees, Rodney Hudson on one leg, to come out of retirement. That's what that's what Steve Kime had to do. They're not doing that anymore. This isn't this isn't awesome for. I mean, it's it's not a problem, but it's not his problem.
2: Right. They've got three wide receivers that are under control beyond this season. It's, it's Wilson, it's Zach Pascal, uh, and it's, and it's my, and it's, uh, Rondell Moore. So, you know, it's, it, there, there is going to be a a bit of a facelift to that position in 2023 to 2024. And, you know, it's, it's going to come down to is, can they, can they find somewhere in the middle now, what can Hollywood Brown do between now and then to, to change this, narrative to change this perception of him to, to really start to regain some of his value that I think he had at some point. This season. I mean, we were talking about it leading up to the trade deadline with, with the value talking about the, some of the same things that pick and spreads is talking about. But since then, like uh, not just, you know, a couple, not a sample size of performance. I mean, we're talking about like five, six games where there just hasn't been production from, from Hollywood Brown. He played well. I think it was against
1: the Cowboys, and I said, you know, tongue in cheek on Twitter, just go ahead and extend him. Now he was on pace for about 12 to 1300 yards receiving to start this year, and then for whatever reason, as the offense kind of plateaued, he plateaued with it. And maybe naively, I thought, well, he'll help carry this team until Kyler Murray comes back and supplement some of the load. Think back to like the Seattle game when this team was inept offensively. Those are those games. The Houston game last weekend. Winnable games when your defense think about that. John and the Gannon's makeshift defense holds Houston to 21 points on the road and Seattle to 20 points on the road, gets a bunch of turnovers, won the turnover battle in Seattle three to nothing, and they lost. If I'm Monty Austin for it, I'm sitting back and saying, I don't give a fuck who's playing quarterback. Where were my playmakers? Where were the guys I was paying a premium in these games to help us get us over the goal line one more time and we win these games? Like, I'm sorry. I'm not rewarding with big money deals for what you're going to say you're going to do. I have to Chandler Jones. We get 16 sacks a season. You pay Chandler Jones. That was obvious. DeAndre Hopkins, the first year he was here, I don't know, 1400 yards. He and Kyler Murray were fantastic. Hale Murray. Here's a new contract. That's how Mm -hmm. it works. It doesn't work well. First round pick the, you know, my, the guy who was here before me that everybody hated traded a one for you. So I have to honor that. No, it's like, you want to be part of the team. Kazir White wanted to be part of this team and play for Jonathan Gannon. Did Kazir White break the bank? And that's Jonathan Gannon's boy. I mean, like, right. I'm sorry. I I get that everybody loves him. I love him as a person. This isn't monopoly money. This is a team that isn't winning right now with him as their number one receiver. And we're gonna $15, $17 million? I, I'm it's not a I just don't think he's a good fit for this offense. Can I say that? Like I I think that the, I think he would be a better fit in an offense where you can be undersized and the, the offense isn't so predicated on the intermediate passing game. You could take a deep shot, but to
2: me, it's just, I, I just don't see it. I don't see him back. I haven't actually. seen the slot emphasized as, as much as it, it's been around the league. Obviously it's a position that that's been big uh, the last decade or so. And, and it became trendy, obviously with, with Brady really utilizing his slot receivers and, 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 and Peyton Manning in, in big time there's been big time connections throughout the NFL. I mean, even Fitz kind of, he had a career renaissance resurgence when, when he switched the slot, but we just, I haven't seen it so far in the first, what, uh, 11 games of of the Arizona Cardinals offense. I'm seeing guys like Michael Wilson and Hollywood Brown, when he's split out wide, uh, make more plays. And then if it is in the middle of the field, uh, and, and sometimes not in the middle of the field, the tight end get lean on more so than a slot, like Rondell Moore, playing the slot hasn't been a big fixture in this passing game so far. Let's take a look at one of these super chats and we'll get to also what Kyler Murray had to say about his connection with, with Hollywood Brown. He he maintains he's confident in his, in his buddy uh, Marquise. Here's what pick and spreads had to say. Uh, If we are in a position to take MHJ Marvin Harrison jr. And we'll know before we have to even pay Hollywood have MHJ HW uh, Hollywood, I think yeah. Is that Hollywood. Yeah. Hollywood and, Wilson and Wilson pay three years until you have to pay Arvin Harrison jr.
1: I'll push back and say, take that money and give it to a defensive lineman or a
2: left guard. Yeah. Look at the rest okay. of this roster. I mean, this is not just a, you know, wide receiver core away. I mean, it certainly helps things, but you're still rebuilding your trenches. You still, you know, I think you need to address the interior of the offensive line at the left guard spot. Um, we'll see what they decide to do with DJ Humphreys. You'll see what they decide to do at the running back position. Do they free up some money and stuff? We'll talk about a little bit later, but primarily on the defensive side, you know, probably another off-ball linebacker. The couple with Kizer White got to get a corner. Those aren't cheap, um, and you've got to probably add and supplement your pass rush and in the interior defensive line. So, it that's that's a lot of that's a They're lot just, of money you have to spend. This offense is is going to be run complementary
1: at some point again. There's just not enough targets to go around to justify that. And Bo mentioned, like, they're not prioritizing the slot. Who's getting the slot targets? The tight ends. You saw it last week. It's a tight end slot underneath system, along with now with the return of James Connell, Michael Carter. Like, they're going to throw to their running backs. I think there's only room for two wide receivers to eat in this offense. Tucker in the chat, $1.99 super chat. What are your thoughts on Rome uh, Adunze? Adunze, if no, Marvin Harrison Jr. I love him. I think there are four to five first round wide receivers, depending on where they're picking. I think he's a guy who's going to have a good offseason. He's fantastic. I'm anxious to watch him in the Pac-12 title game, potentially in the Final Four for Washington. Um, the kid out of LSU uh, has been fantastic. Um, and then obviously, you know, the the two biggies in Keon Coleman, Marvin Harrison Jr. Like, I, I think they they're gonna they're gonna take a first round wide receiver. If you ask me today, wow. I think that I think they would go first round wide receiver before they would pay a, an older player in free agency. That's not to say like they couldn't go out and like add a receiver on a minimal deal. But like I'm not let's just say this. I'm not a huge DJ Humphreys fan, but I think they would prioritize bringing Humphreys back and paying him the money necessary over Hollywood Brown. Given the fact that let's say they're picking second or third and they've got Marvin right there for them. And you're not sure if you're going to get a tackle. Okay, we'd rather bring DJ Humphreys back. Like it, it's it's going to be very touch and go. But the the interesting facet of this whole thing is, what's the two strongest positions in this draft? Offensive tackle, wide receiver, at least where the Cardinals are going to be picking. And they have two huge decisions as it relates to two older players on the roster, two very popular players on the roster at those two positions. Bo,
2: yeah, I I I I, I disagree with like. That they're very likely to take a wide receiver. I think that there's one wide receiver that if they're in a position to take him, you take him, right? If Marvin Harrison Jr. And then after that, and you know, the kid from Washington that we're talking about, I this, what's his? He, he doesn't look very fast. Like he obviously has the ability to, to create separation. I mean, they're 31st in passing with offense. His, Are you putting that
1: all on Kyler Murray not being here? What's that? They're 31st in passing offense.
2: You, well, yeah, they've, they've that been that all. Tyler even said himself today, like, what he really wants to help and remedy this offense with is, is adding explosives in the pass game where they, they've fallen tremendously short outside of, of, you know, a few here and there uh, sprinkled in from from Joshua Dobbs during his tenure. But mostly the explosives came in the run game. Um, I- as far as, you know, the, the player from Washington, I, I don't know if – i think he's averaging probably, 18. he's averaging 18.3 yards. Sure. against pac 12 defenses like he it's easy to get open i I, I think i think he's he's talented sure it's like extreme. i'm not i'm not I mean, utilizing one of the first on that i think that there's seriously? more pressing
1: yes you're okay so if they're if they're picking like 19 20 and this kid's available you're not and he's a first round talent you're not considering
2: that bo bo brock what well, i i i the jury's still out on that. Like, obviously he's performing and playing at a high level for the Huskies and and making Michael Pence, uh, Penix junior <laughs> look really good. Right. Uh, but I, I still don't know. Like, does he, does he have the the speed that you need from a top end receiver? Like you want, if you're going to draft a wide receiver in the first round, like no more playing games. He's got to be a wide receiver. One, is he going to be a wide receiver? One is he projected oh, to be a top I, wide receiver.
1: I think there are, Listen, there are four to five first-round receivers that all project to be wide receiver ones if they go to the right situation. You have Kyler Murray and Michael Wilson to be able to complement whomever they draft. I I don't think we should put ourselves in a category of, if it's not Marvin Harrison Jr., let us we're just going to ignore the position in the first round. I mean, he has told us, Austin Ford, they prioritize receiver as a like cornerstone position. And look at his receiving core now. It is underperforming. And they have so many picks. Like, yeah, I get it. If, you're, got if you want to go-
2: in the first three rounds, like well, you could, you could utilize the second round yeah. pick. You can utilize one of your three thirds. I
1: think it's unfair to ask. Like, Michael Wilson was a very much a victim of circumstances, and he earned it. He earned a starting job. He was tremendous in training camp. We were there. And I also think, like, the Cardinals wanted him to win that job. Next year with playoff implications, aspirations, which there will be, I, I think it's a lot to say, well, we have a third-rounder that could potentially start for us. Maybe that happens again, but I don't know about that. So maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe they'll couple Hollywood on a two-year, $18 million deal, and then they'll go out and draft a middle-round receiver. I wouldn't have a problem with that either. I think the at the end of the day, it's a gamble, whether you yeah. pay Hollywood Brown big money, you take a receiver not named Marvin in the first round. These are, these are all going to be very, very critical decisions that Austin Ford's going to have to make. Their preference, though, I'm sure is. Hollywood Brown, go out and perform for the next six weeks, and we will pay you. We we will have seen the proof. But the proof is in the pudding, and I haven't seen it yet. I'm starving over here. I'd love some pudding. Yeah,
2: You want me to eat some crow here? I just looked up uh, <laughs> Rome Udunzi's. Uh, it says he, this offseason he ran a 4-3-40. Listen, four, three, I'm, four, I'm not, not going to call
1: you out on there. Not I may have shown that, but I wouldn't I'll, would I'll, I'll, I'll
2: take my crow with a little Thanksgiving. Uh, all of these receivers, the gravy on that. real
1: quick, all of these
2: first-round receivers, they all
1: fit what the Cardinals need they're big and fast. There isn't a Tavon Austin. There's these aren't under
2: un, undersized little receivers. These are big boys. Bring them home. 6'3 216. Pretty impressive. I I apologize to to Here's the you, my
0: to the,
2: the Rome stands out there. But Rome uh, is burning.
0: <laughs>
2: it's great. Rack that guy. Uh it's 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 a good conversation about about Hollywood Brown though. I mean, it, it continues the the theme with the offense. So let's hear from Kyler Murray as far as Hollywood Brown. What, what he's he's not too concerned. He remains confident, obviously, uh, for one particular reason.
0: I mean, at the end of the day, you know, you you want to get your best players the ball, you know, and then when that happens, usually you'll have success. Past two weeks, you know, it's it's been tough. Uh, we missed the first week a couple times. Um, last week just didn't, you know, didn't connect like we would have liked to. Um, but like I said, we've done it before, you know, and I don't, I, there's no, there's no tr- stress or pressing about it. Obviously he wants the ball. I feel, you know, I feel, uh, since urgency to give him the ball, we all do. But, uh, at the end of the day, quarterback, you can't, you can't force, you can't force the ball. You gotta go, you know, where the defense takes you. So.
2: So there, we've done it before. And, uh, you know, that, that's one thing that you kind of have to remember is like, As you were, you've been freaking out the last couple of days about the lack of, you know, under center looks. And I'll, I'll, you kind of preach patience as far as Kyler Murray and his maturation in this offense. Like, he's not going to come back and immediately, you know, develop this rapport with Trey McBride and Hollywood Brown and Rondell Moore and getting Greg Dortch reincorporated and get back in, in keeping up with the explosives in the run game. Like it's going to be a process. And you hope that the next thing that he checks off as far as the, one of the boxes is getting back on track with Hollywood Brown. And, And that should be one of the ones like if you're a Cardinals fan uh, like because of how they played early last year, that it's something that it feels like it could be inevitable. Can I say something that's probably going to be unpopular? I think we're
1: overrating his fast start from last year. Like I looked up the numbers. He's played 23 games with the Cardinals as a member of this franchise, albeit I would say probably only a third of those games with Kyler Murray, maybe half. He's got one 100-yard game in 23 games. You know I mean? Multi-touchdown games, he's got zero. So like I, I think – I'm I'm a victim of this too. Like I'm I, like I'm guilty of this as well. I'm like, oh yeah, Hollywood's gonna go off this weekend. I mean, we're rooting for something that's happened one time, and it was in a loss where the Cardinals scored 12 points against the LA Rams last year. 12 to they lost 20 to 12. That was the one game where he went off for 140 yards. He has not eclipsed 100 yards in his entire Cardinal career outside of that. So I don't know, man. Maybe maybe Pretty this damning. is. It.
2: I mean, yeah, he, maybe, he, maybe you he came close so. earlier this season. I think he had, what, 91 uh, in, in a game, you know. I, I Here's what I'll say about Christian Kirk.
1: The Cardinals botched that. He was always supposed to be a slot receiver. He was making no money. And then he showed in that last season he could at least be a 1,000-yard receiver. The Jaguars, like some teams this offseason, Bo, will have dumb money to spend. I've used the example with Carolina. Carolina, because they have no picks but they have money because they're not paying Bryce Young, will we'll have money to spend on a player like Hollywood Brown because they traded away DJ Moore. They can go and overpay for somebody like that. You think the Cardinals paying Kyler Murray $52 million with a bunch of other holes are going to go and do that? No. And if, if I'm Hollywood Brown's agent, I'm like, I'm, I'm not taking this one to two-year deal from the Cardinals right. for pennies on the dollar. Right. Like, we just We're just having a big boy conversation about this. I believe Hollywood Brown will get offers of much more substantial guaranteed amounts from other teams.
2: And the, I don't think the Cardinals are going to rush to match that because of what what we just outlined. I mean, he could go to Kansas City if he's, if he's not going to make a ton of money, he could go be the top receiver in, in the Chiefs' offense. I mean, but they're they're pinching pennies too. I mean, like uh, I know I if, it, if we're talking about you know a, a win win for for both sides and Hollywood Browns, you know, taking maybe. a prove it deal. Why not go take a prove it deal with, with an AFC contender like Kansas City? Why I would why just not go these, these why not go in play, play anyway. opposite Amon Ra in, in Detroit. See, I think I think if he's taking less money, it will be to play with his best friend on a place that he likes. I don't know if he's gonna I don't I don't think that, that's gonna as far as that's not gonna play a big role in his free agency. I agree. And I don't think he's gonna take less money anywhere. I wouldn't.
1: I'm twenty seven years old. These are my peak years. I think he's going to go to the team that pays him the most money. Yeah, he should. That's every player should do that. I mean, it's it's not. And I what he's doing is very smart because he's a smart person. I want to be here. I the Cardinals. We like each other. We have a great relationship. So then what happens if Cardinals don't pay him? Well, whose fault is that? That's the franchise's fault. And if people and then people will get upset. People like, why didn't we sign Hollywood Brown? He wanted to be here. It's called playing the game. It's playing the game. He's smart. He knows how to play the game. It's not Will Anderson Jr. shitting on the Cardinals and you know talking about. I'm happy with where I'm at, but he's playing the game with his folks in Houston.
2: What's he gonna say? What's he gonna say? I know. I know.
1: But I was was a Florio thing. It it was. He had
2: to take. He had to come out and try to find the W. If you you read that full quote, it comes off a lot more polite than it was clickbaited as from from Florio. Paris Johnson Jr. had a pretty good game all things considered against Will Anderson. Well, Jr. your old co-host Blake Murphy, like to to kind of pivot off of the Hollywood conversation, like, but Blake Murphy made the point, like, and, and we were hearing this as well. Like if, if they didn't trade down, they were probably taking Paris Johnson at third they, overall anyway. Not probably. That's the, that was
1: going to be the pick. Yeah. And people would have lost their, lost their minds.
2: They didn't want him. if you, you don't know what we're t- talking t- about. So Will Anderson jr. Talked to pro football talk in a phone interview and he was, you know, did it add any extra incentive to beat a team that traded out and didn't select your third overall. And he said, you know, I, I'm in the, the right place for me. And uh, I'd rather be here in Houston than there in Arizona. And people have kind of cherry picked it and said like, that's a shot against the Cardinals. I think he was just, Basically saying he he loves the situation and he's in, and I don't blame him for that. We were at Super Bowl last week, or excuse me, at the combine, and we had
1: two people tell us, two people in the know, say the Cardinals are not taking Will Anderson Jr. They just were. They had made up yeah. their mind at that point. Yeah. So, yeah, Paris Johnson Jr. at six with a, a couple extra picks, including a first rounder. I think that's a pretty big win. I'm going to help you guys win with bet MGM the bet 10 get 200 so we can do our bet MGM parlay of the week I mean tomorrow I feel pretty good anytime touchdown with CD lamb maybe sprinkled in with a little amon Ron St. Brown anytime touchdown I'm going big on receivers like I'm going big on turkey extra helpings please via my friends at BetMGM, it's like Christmas come early with the bonus bets the uh, opt-ins for boosters I'm um, as busy as I'm going to be at the dinner table with the fam, I'm going to be even busier on my BetMGM Sportsbook app. Again, $10, bucks, you are going to get $200 in additional winnings regardless of your wagers outcome. Super simple. Download the BetMGM Sportsbook app, iOS, Android, or I like to like to pull it up on my desktop, old school style, get the big screen going, BetMGM.com. Sign up with bonus code PHNX. Again, $10, going to get you $200 in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You don't even have to win, and we're going to give you 200 bones with bonus bucks via BetMGM. Check out the show notes for full details. Now listen to my guy, He's coming back, Shane Diefenbach. Talk about it in the disclaimer.
2: Problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call eight seven seven eight Hope and Y or text Hope and Y four six seven three six nine New York. Call one Massachusetts. Twenty one plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call one eight hundred Next Step Arizona. One eight hundred Bets Off Iowa. One for confidential help. Michigan. One Puerto Rico. In partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit betmgm dot com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. You said Defenbox, he's coming back. He's back. I saw him. Oh, I saw him man. in the flesh today. He's in the office today. He's, is... he's getting a little bit of a break from his grueling schedule, making great work for our friends over at Athletes First. I highly recommend you check that out uh, on all where you find him on socials. Um getting into some great games. I think he was at the Dolphins game last week, Johnny. Uh you don't have the the defen key, the defen lock key unlocker. Uh it's gonna be Game time. That's going to get you into some special events, uh, whether it's stand-up comedy, one of your favorite bands is playing in town, or it's the next Cardinals game, taking on the Rams. You didn't win tickets from us here at PHNX. Go to game time. You get $20 off your first purchase with the code PHNX. Download the game time app, create an account, use the code PHNX, get 20 bucks off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create that account, redeem the code PHNX, get 20 bucks off. Suns games, Coyotes games, Cardinals games, concerts stand-up comedy it's all there for you with game time and you can procrastinate you could be at the bar before your event begins without tickets and still no sweat at all just buy them on the game time app use that promo code PHNX. last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed super chat from
1: pick and spreads uh, 499. Thank you so much. Are one of our favorites pick and spreads Rome, Keon Malik are all great. I agree, but Marvin Harrison Jr. Is different. I agree with that. He's the second best prospect I've ever watched behind miles. Garrett I started doing this in, in 2016. I think he's the best player in the draft, but he's not going to go first overall, given that the two quarterbacks, I think will go one, two, maybe not. Maybe he'll go second overall. He's not, I think Caleb's still destined to go number one. But you're right. Like, he's the best player in the draft. But, again, let's not poo-poo these other receivers and say, well, they're not worthy of a first-round pick. I remember once upon a time, Justin Jefferson fell to the 20s. CeeDee Lamb was, like, the fourth receiver taken in the late teens. Like, just because you don't have a plug-and-play Marvin Harrison Jr. that you can sport in 2024 doesn't mean these other guys shouldn't be considered. Bo, I know when we're at the Combine, the the offensive line is going to take priority, but receiver's going to be right there for this franchise because – Michael Wilson right now I think I and I don't want to go too deep into this. He's he's not healthy. Like I don't know if he's going to play this weekend. I hope so. I don't know if you you can share more if he was on the practice field, but you've got not, a guy yeah. that had yeah, he wasn't. You've got a guy that had injury concerns at the collegiate level and then you've got a, a default number 1 receiver that can't get over 700 yards a season. Like I would say that's a pretty big red flag for Let's go get a blue chipper. And if they deem one of these other receivers a perfect fit for their, for their offense and, and Kyler Murray. And I think that a lot of guys fit what they want big and physical and fast. It would be easy to say, let's do it. Let's add a playmaker.
2: But I'm still not prioritizing. It It is impressive as this class is even beyond Marvin Harrison, Jr. Over edge cornerback tackle like those all I'll take precedent over wide receiver. Those are legit premium positions. And we've seen that if you prioritize that early on so far through the first, you know, draft under Monty Osfort, that, that uh, you can get immediately rewarded by that, by going up, getting a tackle and Paris Johnson Jr. And what it's done and how it's transformed this offensive line. it it was a liability in the past. It was just old patchwork vets that were, you know, at the end of their careers. Instead, you get some, new new life in there uh that's in blue chip talent and then you get bj ujulari an sec ass kicker and we're starting to see that payoff four sacks near the top of the rookie class after a slow start garrett williams playing sticky in the slot and and being really really impressive i think kyle odegaard said he was targeted what uh five times or he only gave up five yards last game like garrett williams has been very impressive those are three premium positions and if you but just think about if you, if you double that, if you double down on that in this upcoming draft, instead of, you know, trying to, to, to just get some playmaking where I think that they can find playmaking, just not utilizing a first round pick doing so.
1: Well, I, again, I would push back and say, well, you, your philosophy you just described, I've seen them already do it on the defensive side. I know they can find oh, pass rushers in the middle rounds. Listen oh. to me for a second. I know they can find a Garrett Williams in the third round, Right. And again, I'm not saying overdraft a receiver if you've got an edge rusher ten spots higher, but I think like I would put receiver right there with corner and edge rusher. I I think by and large they would they would prefer to prioritize an OT, an offensive tackle, and a defensive lineman uh, like a, a a three to five technique. Those are the two positions I feel like, notwithstanding Marvin Harrison Jr. That's where they would love they love the line of scrimmage play. They want to dominate the line of scrimmage. Yeah. If we're moving away from the football and we're moving outside, I would put receiver right up there with corner. I mean, like think about how bad the cornerback position has been. And they're still holding... They held somebody to 20... They held one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL to 20 points over the weekend. Why didn't they win that game? They couldn't fucking get the ball in the end zone. They couldn't score points. They don't have receivers right now that can separate. I think it's difficult, and I'm with you on this. It, it sickens me to my core that I watch Steve Keim... Burn draft pick after draft pick on small receivers that haven't transpired into production for this team, but does that mean like we're gonna ignore the position now? I don't think so. No, I'm not saying One, ignore. They lost the Hollywood Brown trade, the Andy Isabella second rounder disaster, Rodell Moore's second rounder I didn't work out, Akeem Butler in Come the fourth on. round didn't work out. Christian Kirk left after being a second round pick. DeAndre Hopkins, they traded a 2 4. He had one productive season. That's five picks that Kime, five premium picks that Kime used on receivers. None of it has been impactful outside of one year of DeAndre Hopkins. But that doesn't mean. That you just you ignore a first round receiver if you think he can help you. They have holes at those positions.
2: They they have holes at receiver right now that cannot they be they have going. holes everywhere, Johnny. And look, thank you for identifying who hurt me. That's the answer to the question. <laughs> Steve Kime. He, he hurt me. And you know, when you're when you gather together with your family and friends tomorrow and you go around the table and you say, Here's what you should be thankful for, here's what I'm thankful for. It's that Steve Kime no longer is making decisions for the Arizona Cardinals. That's ultimately the, the, the biggest thing I'm thankful for in 2023 and going into 2024. Absolutely. No doubt about it. But, you know, if the, if Monty Austin is taking that 20 now 21st overall selection from the Houston Texans, hopefully it, it gets back into the teens. But if it's staring down a wide receiver or, you know, maybe if you didn't get a tackle up front. You know, with your top pick, look at the tackle class, right? And and get a premium spot there. Gerard Verse, Jared Verse from Florida State still there, the the pass rusher from UCLA. I think I'd much rather have one of those players than than a wide receiver. Gotta score points, man. I'm with you though. They can they
1: can change this narrative. See that where your point is valid, is if Hollywood Brown produces these next six weeks, then I then I can feel really good about that. What if Hollywood Brown consistently has 30 yards per game and you're going into an off seat. That's because what, that's what he's averaged this year. That's, you're that's laughing easy, at it. That's, isn't that an easy decision though? I mean, but th- there will be, to, there will be people that, that will say you still need to bring him back. You need to pay him and because you have nobody th-
2: there. Else. There is going, you do have to have a plan and I don't, I'll never, like, I don't think Monty's never, he'll never not be prepared for anything. Right. I like With, with, Beyond this season, only having Rondell, Zach Pascal, and Michael Wilson as your wife, like you do have to have a plan to to revamp that room, no doubt about it. Monty Ford was in the room literally and figuratively when his
1: former boss in Tennessee traded away AJ Brown for a first round pick, and that got that got him fired. And he's seen the impact of a true number one receiver and what it can do and what it can't do. Tennessee's been Trying to replace AJ Brown for the last two years with Traylon Burks and DeAndre Hopkins, how's that mm. worked out? So I I I think he prioritizes it because he's seen firsthand in New England what's happened to Bill Belichick because he hasn't prioritized that position, and subsequently in Tennessee, we're going to talk about the Cardinals and uh, some cap implications this off season. But first, I want to tell you about our partnership with Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the official credit union of the Arizona Cardinals. For more than 84 years, Desert Financial has been Arizona's largest, most trusted local credit union, dedicating to creating exceptional experiences by giving back to the community and providing financial solutions that make lives better. And the best part about it, if you're an Arizona Cardinal fan, there's no better place to do your banking than with Desert Financial Credit Union. It's the only place you can show your team spirit every single time. Make a purchase with exclusive debit cards branded with your favorite teams. They've got checking, savings accounts, mortgages, loans, credit cards, investment options, and more. Show your team spirit, baby, and open a free checking account online. I opened mine uh, about six months ago. I thought this is going to take forever. It took like 10 minutes. I had my debit card in a matter of days through the mail. It is a secure process, a trusted partner of the Cardinals, now a trusted and proud partner of PHX desert financial credit union check them out desertfinancial.com cardinals
2: this might not be the most creative gift idea you know it happens all the time i know i've received uh arizona lottery tickets before for a gift but it is by far like don't discount it at all the most fun gift you can receive and i'm going to go full oprah on my entire family that's a gambling age and everybody gets an arizona lottery ticket scratch off from me this holiday season that's it's absolutely happening it's like oh you open up your guests well guess what you probably already know what it is it's a lottery ticket from our friends over at arizona lottery it's the holiday scratchers. holiday scratchers from arizona lottery make last minute shopping easy you don't even have to make the last minute just buy them now just go and they're gonna make the perfect gift there's a scratcher for everyone on your list scratchers they're just a buck and you can win top prizes up to five hundred thousand dollars go out and buy your holiday scratchers today uh you probably have a better chance of hitting on a scratcher than steve kime did on hitting on a wide receiver in the nfl draft Uh, check it out now arizona lottery holiday scratchers it is a gift that keeps on giving I don't know if this is a good omen. The mock draft we did earlier this week, we took a defensive tackle out
1: of Oregon by the name of Brandon Dorless, uh, big number three. He leads all Pac-12 defensive tackles and pressures this year with 39. Is that and good? You talk, yeah. You talk about that, that, that group in Oregon, historically, that defensive line group, I know it's with different coaches, has produced a lot of NFL talent. Uh, and that's what I look at man. And what's your track record at the position? Uh, Cardinals are going to have to make some decisions think about, think
2: about this real quick to that point yeah. about all the talent that Georgia Georgia's produced, especially on the defensive line. Yeah. Where did Oregon head coach, Dan Lanning? He was at Georgia developing those players before they really popped. He, he was the DC there down in Athens from, yeah. I think like 2019 to 2021. Like he can great point.
1: He can develop guys. There's going to be opportunities for the Cardinals to get better up front in the draft or in free agency. Uh, it's going to be anxious and interesting, I should say, to to see what they opt to do, uh, and a lot of it's going to be based on dollars and cents. And we've been talking about Hollywood Brown. He's not the only one. Let's bring up the 2024 cap standings, cap commitments as it relates to this team. This is via OverTheCap.com. Uh, I had to take a, a good old-fashioned screen capture today because the website was a little bit finicky, but they, they do great stuff. It's probably my old Mac computer that I'm trying to operate on today. These are the cap contracts. It was the original Mac. Is that the yeah. first one Steve Jobs and crew produced? <laughs> with the, no, I got one of those big ones with the blue back, you know, where you can see the insides. Uh, this is 2024. So again, look at the cap number as it relates to this team. And I mean, the big mu- number... Is obviously Kyler Murray almost fifty-two million dollars. You've got DJ Humphreys twenty-two million, Buda Baker eighteen, Zach Ertz twelve point five million dollars. This team's already going to have $65, 70 million available with the rollover and cap that they have now. You could get to eighty to ninety million pretty fast, ball
2: very easily. Like if you look at DJ Humphreys' number, uh, you save about what you you just compare the the cap savings to the dead money. Uh, his cap number is going to be 22 and you absorb some dead but you get nine million in cap savings there's you know close to 10 and then the next two numbers under that zach ertz 7.5 and then James Connor about 5.5 i mean that right there is just under 20 million dollars in in cap savings that, that you can get immediately on top of what you have here at 60 million dollars in cap space already i mean that that easy like three players three guys uh you know james Conner is gonna be 29 the other two guys are gonna be in their 30s um you know that you're gonna want to get younger at the position and and utilize you know all that draft capital on um and and it's gonna put you in a position to also start revamping this defense and, and helping your like we said you know probably add a wide receiver through free agency on top of adding one in the draft
1: so I'll do you one better. So this is pre-June 1st. If they cut him, if they designate DJ Humphreys as a post-June 1st cut, assuming that, you know, you probably keep him on the roster until you know what you do in the NFL draft, yeah. they can save $16 million if he's a post-June 1st cut. What about Zach Ertz? If they if they cut him post-June 1st, dead money, $2.5 cap savings over $10 million. So you think about between Humphreys and Ertz alone, in cap savings, twenty six million dollars between those two guys. And again, like I'm not, I'm not knocking those guys for what they've done to this franchise. But like Trey McBride is the tight end one going into next year. I just don't know what Ertz, what he has to offer this team next year. Respectfully, I think if he's going to play, it's going to probably be elsewhere. Buda Baker, I'm told, kind of behind the scenes, like they could revisit his contract, extend him. I think th- they love what he brings to the table. Obviously, he's the. Uh, nominee for which award bow that was um, outlined today the team's award yeah the art rooney yeah so i mean they they want buddha around they want kyler murray around but Ertz, humphreys and maybe james connor although connor is the one where i think that you could rework that contract and and make it beneficial for for the cardinals and i don't want to say for both sides maybe you can kick connor a little bit more guaranteed money but the two big boys are are the two veteran offensive linemen and Humphreys and Ertz that the, the cap number right now. So let's I'm gonna tell you right now, the cap number for the Arizona Cardinals heading into free agency this offseason is $64 million. $64 million. And I I think that's with the, the rollover, what they have now. If you cut DJ Humphreys and you cut Zach Ertz post June 1st, that goes up to $91 million for this team. I mean, if you go through you over the capital, spend that. Yeah,
2: you can't, and that's what I, I mean. Look, let's and pull th- this think up about like there's there's no extensions, big money extensions that you're gonna be uh, making this negotiating this off season. Like Zayvon Collins, we'll see what they decide on him as far as picking up his fifth year option. Um, you know, with the position change, I think it really helps his chances, but still maybe a, a coin flip at this point. Like you're not negotiating an extension with him right now, right? So we're we're like who's getting Would you an pick up his fifth year option. Would you say that he's trending toward having his fifth year option picked up? I mean, he's a better shot now than when he's an off ball linebacker to make twelve million dollars on that. So Zayvon Collins right now, I mean, we're talking about B. Joe
1: because you see the explosiveness as a pass rush. He's got three and a half sacks this year yeah. in eleven games.
2: I mean, he's gonna have to show more this season, but you know, to, to get that much, I guess if, if he can get upwards of six and a half, seven sacks, I think that they, they really seriously consider it, especially when you take into account that he just started playing this position and he, he was able to, if you can pick up for, especially at the a premium position um, as, as edge and pass rusher go, you could, you could get that at, a, you know, nearly a discount rate for $12 million a season it project based on, Projecting what he's going to be in two seasons from now.
1: And I think also to your point, you don't want to be standing around with a Hassan Reddick situation. What if Zavin Collins has 12 sacks next year? I mean, a good problem to have. Well,
2: he could also turn into, you know, a a Jordan Love. And I know the quarterback position is different, but where they, the Packers declined his fifth and then renegotiated, you know, a a multi year extension that made sense for both sides. Brian Sandin Collins, I think, is safe right now. He's flash. I, you, you can attest to this ball. They love Zayvon
1: Collins, like John yeah. and Gannon
2: He's done everything He's- that they've asked for. And, yeah. and like, I, I don't know if I said that enough for the Hollywood conversation, like the players in, in the club, in the locker room now, like they are people that have responded to this coaching staff, to this new culture, the front office, and they're doing everything within their power to, to stay with this organization and move forward with this team. Yeah. Well, I, I think a a, te, a true testament of that, and I we didn't get
1: to, I didn't give to give him his flowers enough earlier this week, and he didn't play great, but he played good enough. DJ Humphreys, I thought was going to be out. You and I both thought he was going on injured reserve. You you report he had a boot mm-hmm. on his foot. Yeah, and it's like oh that's it for DJ Humphreys this year, and he missed one game, and he came back, and I thought he played decent. His PFF numbers were good. Like I look at that statistic right now that we just pulled up let's see that graph one more time if we could um I, dj humphries is gonna be on this team in this off season and if the chips fall where they may and they can't get a tackle high i mean you, you probably have to be pretty tempted to run it back with him and again we got six games left and you always remember the final month month and a half of the season because it's what ta- that you left a good or bad taste in your mouth i think the two individuals that have the most to gain or lose in the last six weeks are going to be dj and, and Hollywood Brown. On this entire, because I look at the rest of this. Look at the players that are contributing to the Cardinals right now. They're barely on this list. Like BJ Ozellari next year is making under two million dollars. You're gonna, we're gonna be projecting him have double digit sacks. Michael Wilson could be a thousand yard receiver next year, making one point two million. Right? I mean, it's just, it's, it's a testament to Matty Asim for like I, I love Dennis Gardeck, and I think he's had a great year, but like he's your what? He's in the top ten of your salaries on the team, making three point four million dollars. That's that's a joke. Yelda Froholt making $2.7 million. That's a, that's a huge deal for the Cardinals. Trey McBride, $1.7 million. I mean, I I don't love the idea of splurging on Hollywood Brown, but I'm sure, like, they could do it. No one's saying that they can't do it. But is it smart to do? Does it set a good precedent to do? You have to be 100% convinced that he has been a victim of circumstance. Like, you, you just reported he's been a good soldier in the locker room. They love having him around. I just... I don't see a middle ground where like everybody can be happy. I just don't like, I I think that 700 yards is 700 yards. That's, it's just a reality. That's, that's almost like Zach Pascal numbers where they, they're paying Zach Pascal the vet minimum. I mean, you might have to just go to Hollywood Brown and say, here's a one year deal for about eight to 10 million with incentives.
2: Yeah. It looked like today in practice that they were ramping Zach Pascal to have a, a role this week, you know, in, in, on the offense and with Wilson, potentially being out another week. Pascal was kind of the backup at that Z wide receiver spot, the other yeah. outside wide receiver spot. So makes sense. Um, so look like he was getting some extra reps out there, at least during the open portion of practice. But yeah, it's, it's absolutely a position that, that they're going to need to be prepared they got to have a, a bunch of different options. And, and, you know, Hollywood is in the conversation and then also you have to look at what who's going to be available in the free agent market. And then in this very talented draft class that we're going to talk about tomorrow. And I know that we're going to be talking about uh, three wide receivers that uh, project as high as a first round pick tomorrow's draft show. So uh, y- you don't have to go uh, w- Thanksgiving without us. Uh, I'll tell you where you you can go with us if you want to, but you should feel confident
1: about going there regardless is our friends at circle K. Because, I mean, if you're part of the Inner Circle, then welcome to the club. Because you know I'm part of the Inner Circle, as is Bo Brock. You can join that Inner Circle today by downloading the Circle K app. New free membership program. Save 25 cents per gallon on your first five fill-ups. Save 3 cents per gallon every single day. Get every six free on a selection of Circle K products like pizza, coffee, ice-cold fountain drinks, and more. Terms and conditions apply At participating locations, visit circlek.com for more details, Bo, It's America's thirst stop, and you absolutely love to see it.
2: You know, get that polar pop and wash down some of our hero bread. If you uh, procrastinated, if you didn't get anything to bring to your gathering for Thanksgiving, why not check out our friends over at Hero Bread? You can get it on Amazon maybe they can prime it to you just in time for you look like the hero walking into your feast and say hey i got you covered as far as some rolls i got some uh you know some w- real delicious stuff coming in here the hero seeded bread it's delicious you got the classic white you got the uh hero triple threat bundle where you can get some um I believe some non in there they they got everything that you want you know to take advantage of uh what you're throwing you know maybe cheese and some deli meats on top of well you're not going to put yourself in a compromising position to where nutritionalize nutrition wise you're just blowing everything up you don't want to do that hero makes sliced breads buns tortillas available at hero.co and amazon it's delicious it's flavorful it's scrumptious it's the perfect compliment to your thanksgiving feast and beyond throw some of that cold turkey on there the next day make a thanksgiving turkey sandwich those always go hard do it with our friends over at Hero Bread. You've got the low-carb option to lift your lifestyle, your dietary constraints. You're not going to find it with our Hero Bread. Plus, it's got 5 to 10 grams of protein per serving. Check out H-E-R-O dot C-O. That's Hero.co. Save 10% with the code PHNX at Hero Bread. That's Hero.co. We're saving your monies left and right. We mentioned at the top of the show,
1: it needs no introduction. It's our PHNX Black Friday sale up to 90% off, spend $75. You get a $15 gift card. If you're a diehard, you're just, you're saving money left and right. And you absolutely love to see it. Some of my all time favorite gear that I rep on and off our show, Bo, because you guys know I sleep in my PHNX clothes, whatever, big deal. Want to fight about Mm. it? These (laughs) are your favorite shirts, hats, whatever you want. It's on sale for the black Friday sale. Some of the stuff's going to go quick. So refresh the page, have your browser up, have it up on your phone. It's gophnx.com. It's the merchandise locker. No better time. If you've been thinking, oh, I want that shirt. I'm going to wait. I'm going to splurge on Black Friday. Hey, we're a couple days away from the sale of the year with PHNX. Uh, I need to cop a new hat because this one's a little bit dirty, but yeah. we're, we're willing to get dirty with you guys on Black Friday for sure.
2: <laughs> you can keep your hands clean, though, and, and keep your uh, your bank account relatively full and you're not going to break the bank as far as our, our pH and X black Friday deal. I've already got my eye on a bunch. So you guys need to get in quick or I'm going to be doing some cleanup work on yep. the shelves. As far as PHNXLocker.com. I already got my eye on the NL rookie of the year shirt. I got all the, you know, I'm going to obviously restock all my Cardinals gear and you know what, maybe I might buy you a new hat, Johnny, if you don't, I'm going to buy one. Cause that thing wow. is that thing's gross. Hey man. <laughs> Times are tough. Uh, they're
1: tough for the Cardinals. Hopefully rebounding on Sunday gets the LA Rams. We've got our big preview show on Friday, uh, regular time, 430 preview show. Can Kyler Murray overcome what I think has been his real crypt- kryptonite as a member of the Arizona Cardinals, the LA Rams, that I think he's only beaten one time. That was two years ago. How are they going to slow down Aaron Donald? Can they get this passing game going Lot to break down on Friday's show. Will Michael Wilson play?
2: Yeah, I, I don't, I don't think I'm not optimistic that that's going to happen. Um, we're 24 hours away from from Thanksgiving. We heard Kyler Murray. He's got one thing that he's got to have at his Thanksgiving, uh, on his Thanksgiving table. It's like it's a condiment. Johnny, are you shocked to find out Kyler Murray big Sriracha guy? Let's hear it.
0: Probably watching football. Eden. You. You put the sriracha sauce on anything. Everything. <laughs> Why uh, do you have such a fascination? Um. This? I mean, <laughs> I just, I, I've, it's, I. I, I don't. I'm, I'm Korean. I don't know. My mom always. It was the hot sauce was always a thing. Um, you know, always eating spicy stuff. She, I mean, I'm sure she had plenty of spicy food when I was in her belly. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> like just, potatoes <laughs> and gravy. I mean, uh, I'm not putting sriracha on that,
2: but yeah, it'll be sriracha. You got anything? You got a personal sriracha? You got something you're slapping on everything? Trader Joe's cranberry sauce for your boy. Yeah. Slathering that on everything? You're sick. What's I'll wrong with you? it? You should I'll be cuffed, that thrown away in jail. I do I, I do what I want. It's my day tomorrow. <laughs> it's nobody else's day. It's my day tomorrow. Jonathan Dan, to watch- also a big Thanksgiving guy. You rank it at the top. Uh, the holiday list it's up
1: there for me christmas is always number one but i mean anything during pumpkin season kind of falls in that in that yeah. category i would probably go pumpkin christmas King. thanksgiving halloween are my top three i don't really i don't mess with the the holidays in the spring and the summer because like those are those are i don't know you need the holidays in the dead of winter i feel like to get people's spirits up to get people hopeful when it when the weather's beautiful, it's just like holidays. Sometimes are like throwaways. Valentine's yeah. Day, get that out of here. Yeah.
2: Easter, come on. on. I'm not I don't a romantic, romantic girl. at all. Poor Mrs. Venerable.
1: I'm romantic with my stomach, and my stomach will <laughs> be taken care of tomorrow. Yeah, I I do Trader Joe's cranberry sauce, a little bit of gravy. I'm you know you know how I am with my corn casserole here at the Venerable Household. <laughs> that's 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 what we do. It's, what it's about elite. you?
2: I Where mean, I, I, first, I mean, I, I'm, I'm glad to say that we're unchaining producer Damon Dog from the desk. He's going to get off tomorrow, at least for oh, Thanksgiving. Wow. Damon, you got any staples you're looking forward to tomorrow? What are you doing on Thanksgiving? What's your Ooh. plate look like? Um, I mean, I'm excited. Obviously, just like big, big meat guy, you know? <laughs> big it's, meat it's all guy. about the meat. <laughs> it's all about the meat. So, I mean, you're talking traditional Thanksgiving meats. You're talking turkey and ham? Yeah, yeah turkey ham. Okay. Probably. Uh, I like stuffing a lot. Stuffing's a okay. solid one, which they call dressing in the South. I, I, I'm, oh, I'm, is that true? yeah. I love a nice stuffing. It, it goes, it goes a way. I do. I, I think when I think of Thanksgiving, I think like turkey is so far down the depth chart. Sure, it's like oh, it'll make God. it, it'll oh. make it on my plate, but it is not like it's a, it's a team that's not the, that's not you know built around a quarterback. It's, it's more like a, a well built team. It's like the 49ers, right? It's where you've got. You know, a, a ton of the sides are going to play this, some big roles on this, and and that's that's what I'm about. Mashed potatoes, you know, stuffing, green bean casserole. I want something to everything. I got, I'm getting the big piece of the spread, so I don't want to like bog it down with some too much turkey. Uh, here's what I'd like to propose for us
1: three gentlemen here on PHNX Cardinals: We each take a photo of our plate, our full okay. plate. We're going to post it on PHNX Cardinals manana tomorrow at the height of Thanksgiving.
2: We're gonna have the people vote who has the best plate, we're, and we're not gonna say yeah, not who's gonna, played, you're not gonna be able to touch mine because we're going like non-traditional tomorrow. We, I we got a brisket already. Yeah, that's it. not fair. Yeah,
1: no, okay. Let's see. You're already declaring just like turkey, turkey, turkey is football. not it's, gonna. It's not gonna this get stocky Assholes already declaring <laughs> himself the winner. We're all gonna take a photo. We're just gonna number them <laughs> one, two, three. You're not gonna know whose is what. And then we're gonna we're gonna take the pulse of the people, the fans. That's right. Sports hero
2: turkey that. is it's the Cliff Kingsbury offense. It's bland. stop, stop.
1: <laughs> I've got a nice Trader Joe turkey that's already pre-brined. It's ready to go for your boy. I have to do minimal work, just like I have to do minimal
2: work for this show. It's just you know, where's all the where's the, the flavor? Things, that, that's you're, there's no you're, like the venerable household is not flavor town tomorrow. I can tell you that. <laughs> Yeah, we're just, we're too liquored up, man. You just can't taste it anyway.
1: That's That's how we roll.
2: That's also another way to uh, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Everything tastes good
1: when you've had some Prosecco uh, starting at 9 (sighs) a.m. That's that's how we roll. How do you roll? Well, you can roll with us tomorrow on our PHNX Cardinals draft show podcast. We got a new one dropping. Who are we talking about tomorrow, Bo?
2: Uh, talking about a trio of wide receivers. One, I don't think we can hide from. It's going to be Marvin Harrison Jr. He's uh, with the Cardinals, picking second overall. We got to talk about the big player from Columbus, and then two other wide receivers on top of that. An elite pass rush player at the college ranks, and then uh, that's we got one more. Right, I'm trying to think of who our fifth because we we we've been releasing our Fab Five. Uh, we got a pass rusher. We got a trio of wide receivers. And man, who was it? We have two pass rushers.
1: Yeah, two pass rushers. The kid from Penn State. Kid from UCLA. And then ah, the chop, chop it down, baby. The podcast will debut tomorrow. What time, Bo Brock?
2: Uh, we'll just we'll debut at about four, right after you get a good dose of tryptophan. You can just pass out watching the show. Just don't forget to hit a like. Just like first, and then pass yeah, out. It watching the, the draft show, but as, as we, you know, tomorrow, I joke, we're going to go around the table, and say what we're thankful for. couldn't be more thankful, more grateful for everybody that uh, interacts, watches, talks to us on social media, this podcast It's the time of year that we, we pay our respect to all of you. We give you all the flowers. You're why we do this. We're so fortunate, fortunate enough to be a part of this community. Very thankful for each and every one of you that, that participate and and hang out in the chat every day. You make this truly special for Johnny myself, Damon and of course everybody here at PHNX and all city.
1: Well said, Bullbrock. Like and subscribe, leave us a five-star wherever you get your podcast. Please, let's get this to 200 likes here on a holiday. Enjoy time with family and friends. We'll be back tomorrow and on Friday. The content never stops with your boys. For Damon Dog, Bullbrock, I'm Johnny Venerable. Have a great Thanksgiving.